Based on the teachings of our esteemed and beloved rabbi and spiritual guide, Dr. Omar, Hashem bless him always. May the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be gratifying for Hashem. And may everyone that hears today's lesson get a lot of encouragement and chizuk, spiritual strengthening. Tonight's shiur is dedicated by Mr. Ariyeh Chaim and Yoela Yosef of Calvin, Calvin family, Lulinui Nishmat, the beloved memory of their parents, Shalom ben Kalev, Nina Feige, Batsvi Hirsch, Chaim Malka, Bat Yaakov Shmuel, and Leib Nachum ben Binyamin. Yen Nishmatam Sohab Sohachayim, so eternal and blessed rest. Amen. Thank you very much to the Calvin family. The Calvin family yourselves should have the best of health and success in everything you do. Amen. Tonight's Emunashur is a preparation for Hanukkah because next week during Hanukkah there won't be a shur. But because at this time I'm in the south. I'm also Jewish, guys. Okay, I'll set that candle. Okay, So, uh, after that, we'll do it in two weeks. So, we're going to prepare for tonight's shiur. Tonight. Prepare for Hanukkah tonight. And, and like all of other shiur, everything goes back. King Solomon says, that all the rivers go to the sea. Everything we learn, everything we do, it all takes us to Amunah. All takes us to strength in Amunah. How does this happen? The King David's, King Solomon's father, King David, said that all your mitzvot are emunah. When they do our mitzvot properly, they should take us to a strengthening, a reinforcement of emunah. If we don't get a reinforcement in emunah, there's something missing in our Torah learning and our mitzvot performance. Okay, that's why we have to look at the emunah aspect when we look at the emunah aspect, we perform the mitzvah with joy because it's meaningful. When we perform the mitzvah with joy, we get the light of the mitzvah, which is Hashem's own light. And when the Holy Arizal was asked how he got his lofty madrega, his tremendous spiritual level, was wrong, he said one thing. He said, because he performed his mitzvah with joy. In order... There's a lot of it inside. It looks to be a very simple game. Okay, look, the Arizal sang and dance. Yes, he did sing and dance when he did his mitzvot. You know, Kabbalah Shabbat and Sfat. He would go up to Talmudim and he would sing and the Lachun Rananan as the sun is coming. Have you ever seen a, 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 Sunday, a sunset on Friday afternoon as the Shabbat is coming in? Sfat. It is Elohim. It is a godly experience. It's something that everyone should spend a, a weekend in Shabbat when the weather's nice, just to see the sun come down on Friday afternoon. A couple of Shabbat out in the field, that's what every son to do it. Did everything with such joy. Everything with joy. But in order to do it, everything with joy, he understood the value of the mitzvot. How did he understand the value of the mitzvot? The Arizal attained a higher level of intellect, of mindset, than normal people do, what we call a sechel. Sechel doesn't just mean brains in Hebrew. Sechel is a mindset, it's an intellect. When all the time you'll hear Rav Shalom talk about in his, in his lessons, a new sechel. It's a, a new way of thinking. Uh, what's the new sechel that the Arizal had? That he put his intellect, the flesh and blood intellect, put aside, and he plugged into emunah. His emunah was so strong that by way of his emunah, he attained literally the 
divine intellect. We look at the world through divine eyes. That's why the result is sonogram. He could look at your forehead and say what your past go-rounds were since Adam and Eve. Go all the way back. Here's the result. He could look at a person, know exactly what they did to corruption. How did he get that level? He got the level of Amuna, and Amuna brought it to joy. Joy brought it to Ruach So we know Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit. A person can literally attain a spirit of holiness when he's lighting Hanukkah candles, when you plug into the joy of Hanukkah. Now, if a person goes to light Hanukkah candles, okay, this is a chiyuv, and I got light Hanukkah candles, and I'm a night, and Allah says I got to be in front of the candle 30 minutes, and boom, 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 boom. Okay, wait. <laughs> you missed it. Hashem is giving out light for your soul. It's priceless, priceless. Light that we take all year long. This is the light of Yeshua, the light of salvation. Hanukkah is a holiday of salvation. When a person lights Hanukkah candles with the right mindset, with the right intent, then he invokes Yeshua. He really invokes salvation. Not only that, he gets up into himself, he brings up at a higher level. And it's the season of miracles. It's miracles. So tonight's lesson is entitled The First Light. When we talk about salvation, we talk about miracles, we talk about Hanukkah. Let's prepare for the first night. And the Gemara says, everything goes according to the beginning. And there's another lesson in the Gemara. Tafasta Tawuba, lo tafasta. If you try and grab everything, you don't grab anything. You're going to do one thing. We're going to grab the first night of Hanukkah. First night of Hanukkah, and we're going to light one candle and then one shamash with the greatest joy in the world. In order to have the greatest joy in the world, we're going to see the importance of the first light. First light candle, we call it the, the lights of Hanukkah. Not the candle, we call the lights of Hanukkah. Why the lights of candle? Why don't we say Hanukkah candle? We say Oot Hanukkah. We don't say Neol Hanukkah. Some people say Neol Hanukkah, the Hanukkah candles. We say Oot Hanukkah because we're talking about not only about the candles, we're talking about the divine light and lighting each night. The divine light if you illuminate your soul. And for the whole family, uh, there's difference, we'll see, and I mentioned in halachas, especially review, if you wanted to do the homework for the first night, review Shulchan Orach, Laws of Hanukkah, Chapter 671. Tof Okay? Like the first night. How many candles each night? The difference, we knew there's a difference between Sparty Minhag and Ashkenazi Minhag. And Sparty Minhag, this part is different all you. Sparty, go according to Tosfo. This is one mitzvah they do according to Tosfo. Ashkenazi, the things they go according to Tosfo, this is one mitzvah they do according to Rambam. The Sephardim don't go according to Rambam, they go to Tosfo. Ashkenazim go to the Rambam and not to Tosfo. What's the difference? The Rambam says that every member of the family should have their own menorah. Every member of the family should light Hanukkah candles. And Tosfo said no, you need one for the whole family. So the Sephardim act like Tosfo and they do one Hanukkah, one Hanukkah candelabra for the whole family. And the Ashkenazim take the Rambam's advice, and every member of the family has their own, their own Hanukkah, and should be in a separate, distinct place. Okay? The difference. 
either way, either way, the whole family participates in the mitzvah. If you're Ashkenazi and you have everybody lighting their own candelabra, okay, fine. If you're Sephardi, make sure that it's family time, that the whole family is home, get everybody, everybody together, and this is compulsory time. Hanukkah parties, anything, going out, friends, it's all after candlelighting. Candlelighting, everybody's home for at least a half hour. And this is quality family time for the whole year. Because Hanukkah is the same aspect as Shabbat. Rabbi Nachman tells us that in Lukutei Moran, in Torah B, in the second part of Lukutei Moran. He says that Hanukkah and Shabbat are times of thank you. This is times of gratitude. Especially, and this is also light of Hanukkah, we increase our gratitude to Hashem. And we say on Shabbat, we say the song of thanks, the song, the song that we say on Shabbat, song of gratitude to Hashem. Song of gratitude. So, it's time of gratitude. And what is so special about the first light? There's something, we go very good. The, the whole miracle of Hanukkah, the Beit Yosef says, why don't you do it for eight days? Then you want it for one day, because the miracle is the first day, finding the vial of oil. Okay, but then they say, he continues on, explains that every day was like a separate miracle in itself, that Hashem made a separate miracle, that the vial should do another day, the second day, miracle, third day, miracle, fourth day, miracle. So that's why we say full hollow every day. Every day was a miracle in itself. But still, even according to the basic concept that every miracle, every day is a miracle in itself, go back to the Gemara, that it goes to point. Were it not for that vial of oil, were not for the first day, it wouldn't be a second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day. Because they found that one vial of oil that had the seal the corn of the dole. And this was very special. This was oil that was the first pressed, first pressed olive oil, virgin olive oil, that is used. There's two types of oil. One for the menorah, kosher for menorah, one kosher for menorah. This was kosher for both. This was the highest level of oil. Okay, they found that. So now, but that, that's the first thing. So the first night we light, and there's something we see even established in halacha. We're not just talking about you know, nice, nice things. In halacha, what's important the first night? A poor person who doesn't have money to afford Hanukkah candles or oil. It's a, and even, halacha, even though it is a, a pure, it's a fancy mitzvah to light with olive oil, if you can afford eight little candles that light enough time, half hour, eight half hour candles, and that is the equivalent of one candle in olive oil, it's better that you buy eight wax candles rather than a small vial of olive oil. That's what Halakha says. Okay. But then say one thing. A poor person who cannot afford Hanukkah candles is required to sell the shirt off his back to buy Hanukkah candles. So to, to what extent, Allah says, and to, to the shirt off his back, does he have to sell his trousers too? No, if he can, all he needs to do to fulfill the halacha is to light one candle a night. As soon as a person lights one candle a night, he fulfills the basic mitzvah. But when we have the yidur, the higher level of mitzvah is 
Moisty folder, as we progress, a second candle, and a second and third candle, and a second, third, fourth candle, every day until we get eight candles. But the whole importance is the first light. That's the basic mitzvah, because that is finding the oil, and that is enables us to light the first light in the menorah. So this is really, it's a, it's a miracle, but it's our bit of Yishtadlis. Okay, finding the first oil. It's our bit of effort. We make the first effort, and then Hashem does all the miracles. And we'll see this, we'll see how this ties in with the, with the, the war of the Maccabees, how they think the, the Greeks. This is so deep. I think as soon as I started preparing this lesson, it got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And to try and keep things simple. So we say a poor person, it's enough. Okay, if he lights his one candle, then that's fine. Let's suppose you have two poor people together. One guy has enough to light all his candles, but he lives with his roommate. Okay, two hobos living together, and either one hobo doesn't get to light any candles, the other guy lights candles. So Allah says, well, what does he do? Does he light his own candles and let his buddy go sell his shirt or his trousers or whatever he needs to sell? No, Allah says, you let him light a candle, and you light a candle. You both light candles, okay? You share. This is the opposite of physical pikuach nefesh, because the Gemara says, suppose you have one canteen that can only keep you alive in the desert, all right? And you've got a buddy, he doesn't have a canteen. So what do you do? If you both drink a half a canteen, you're both going to die of thirst. So Allah says, okay, you, one of you's got to live. Keep your own canteen, and you can't help your buddy if you're going to die. All right? So you do. You drink your own canteen. Not here. In a spiritual mitzvah, here you give him half, and you both fulfill the one candle. Even though you're not going to light two candles, or three candles, or four candles, all you can afford is, is two candles to say, give it to your buddy. But let's say all you can help. There's very a lot of interesting things about the one candle, the one candle. Make sure you light the one candle. Make sure, this is your pivot foot with the Shem. Make sure you light the one candle. Okay, let's all pray to Shem. Make sure we light the first candle properly. The first candle <coughs> explains Rabbi Natan of Breslet, the Likutel Achol. The first candle corresponds to the firstborn, the Bechor. And we delve into this, and we'll see this is the secret of the Maccabean revolt against the Greeks. Okay. Rabbi Nathan explains like this. The firstborn, there's a war against the firstborn. There's the firstborn of holiness, and there is the firstborn of spiritual impurity. Okay, that's the Bechor. Bechor de Kedusha, and the Bechor de Tuma. The firstborn. Okay, so what is there? that is why? Because of the holiness, we have to bring our firstborn cattle, our firstborn sheep, our firstborn calf, we have to bring it and offer it as a sacrifice that's called Korban Bechor, the sacrifice of the firstborn. If for humans, we do a piggy and a bin, we go to the coin and we buy back, we buy back our firstborn. We give the coin five pieces of silver, here, we got a coin. Ellie, how much is silver worth now? Never did it. 
Okay, we give a five piece of silver. It's called five slime silver. I think in the neighborhood of about $8 a piece could be. Maybe that's some sort of food. But you have to check. I don't know what the price of silver are. That's the last time, last time uh, I heard there was something in that neighborhood. We give the coin five pieces of silver, and we buy our son back. Because otherwise, like you, you know what, what Hannah did, when, when Shmuel was two years old, she gave it to Ali to serve in the basement. Okay, dedicated to the But if you want to buy it back, then we have to give the coin a pigeon, the same thing as pigeon nefesh. We buy our own souls back. You know, we're going to feel our souls getting taken away. We do a pigeon nefesh by it, so we buy our soul back. This is a pigeon before we buy our firstborn back. Okay, because our firstborn belongs to Shem. That's the Shem says, said, the Rashis, the Rashis, the firstborn, that's the Shem. We see this, this is why we took off challah, challah off the dough. Rashis have isvatechem, the first of the challah, the first of the dough. Put that aside for Shem. We don't give that base of make that, so we, we burn that home. We're not going to learn all this challah, but that's the thing. The firstborn, some special, there's a special condition of firstborn. This permeates all of halacha, because the firstborn son gets double the inheritance. If there are four sons, each son does not get 25%. Okay, we divide it into five, not into four. Sons two, three, and four get 20%. Son number one gets 40%. So we time to sell lawfully that the Bukhor has privileges. And the Bukhor, it's a before the, the golden calf, it was the Bukhor, the firstborn, he was destined to serve in the Holy Temple. And not the Kwanim. This is why we have to buy the Bukhor back. Because when the Bukhor, when the firstborn was born, he would go and serve in the Beit HaMikdash. But after, after the fiasco of the, of the golden calf, then Hashem decided that the firstborn are not going to do, and will be the Kohanim instead. And the firstborn have to buy their, buy their way back. Okay, so this is why you've got the firstborn. This is special Kedusha of the firstborn. Opa. What does the Torah tell us about the opposite? Okay. What does the Torah call Amalek? Rashi's called Amalek. Amalek is also called Rashi's. He's also called the first. So we see we have the firstborn of the Bechor that corresponds as the offset the firstborn of Amalek. We see the way Shem creates the world has to make an equal balance of good and bad. Okay. So who does the Tikkun? The spiritual correction of the firstborn, that's the Kohen. The Kohen, he does that. So it's the Kohen is the one that has to offset Amalek. It's the power of the Kohen that offsets Amalek. Because this is before the Kedusha. This is the firstborn of Kedusha fighting the firstborn of Duma, Amalek, Rashi's Kohen. That's Amalek. Okay. During each each diaspora, the diaspora of the Egyptians, the diaspora of the Babylonians, the diaspora of the Greeks, not the diaspora of the Romans. Okay, this is this is Amalek himself in the Romans. But the Greeks, they, they were they were they were then the leaders of they took Amalek embodied himself in the Greeks. This is the war. Now we can understand why the Kohanim, the Hashmonaim, they were the ones that fought the Greeks. One and a half percent of the population maximum. 
98.5% of the population became homeless. Okay. In a minute, we're going to explain that. Go back one more. What is the power of the first? We're talking about all the time the first night, the first light. Now, I jump into Hanukkah. What do we remember from the splitting of the Red Sea? All the time. Nachshon ben Aminadav. Nachshon was the first one to jump into the Red Sea. Oh, because people who came third, second, third, we don't remember who the second one was, the third one, fourth one. We know that Nachshon was the first. Nachshon was the first. He's the fourth. There's something so special about the first. We see this in physics. We see this in physics. If we have a train that's going five miles an hour, coming to the station, how much power does it take to move that train another meter, another two meters, another ten meters? Okay, but now, if we have a train that is set, how much power does it require to get that train to make the first move of a meter? You can check me on this in physics, but after the train is in cruising, it goes down the graph, the graph goes down. On cruising speed, and on the first meter, it's 1,000 times more the power required for that train to leave the first station. This is the significance of the first, and this is the first light. This first light of Hanukkah, we know we learn from the metaphysical world the same laws as the physical world. Just like the first thing of the, of, of the train getting train moving, the first power to get the plane moving, when a pilot gives it, puts the throttle to get that plane moving that first meter on the runway before it takes off. The, the thrust is fantastic. I don't know how much I'm playing in a train, it's a thousand. But then there's different, different things. In physics, check whatever it is. The first effort takes much more. This is why when a person makes chuva, it's the same thing, everything. The very first effort is the most difficult effort. That's why you can understand the Gemara Kedushi. A person just got out of prison. He just got out of prison. He was there for terrible crimes. Okay, so what does he do? He decides in his head that he's going to be a Baal So he comes, comes to Shalim or to Bnei Brak, and he goes up to the daughter of the Golador. Goes up to the daughter of the Rosh Hashiva Amir, and he says to her, I hereby betroth you on behalf that I should be at Sadiq. Okay? Sukhya Rana Kedushi. Is the girl betrothed or not betrothed? She is betrothed according to Gemara, according to Halacha. It's called a doubtful betrothal, but to break it, she needs a, she needs a get from the guy. If she accepted, if she accepted an object that's worth a pruta, worth ten cents or more, she's a big trouble. She's a big trouble. Well, say, wait a second, the guy's an ex-con. He's just been up the river for 15 years. You know what he did? He did a con. And Gamora says, he decided, he made the decision, he wants to be at Sadiq. So Shem looks at him right now, at that moment, he was having a contemplation of tshuva because of that contemplation of tshuva, 
that he might have had at that moment where he gave her the bubblegum ring that was worth 10 cents or more, okay, she's betrothed. The Gemara says she's betrothed. Allah says, suffolk kedushin. Okay, that's Allah. But the Gemara says she's betrothed. But at least Allah takes into consideration she's not scot free. No, we gotta get a remedy, we gotta remedy the situation. And there he goes. The guy's a complete, he hasn't done any good thing yet. He didn't help it. He just now came out of uh, Masyal prison and came to Shalim or to Benebrak, first thing, and moved right away to the Pinyakwini. Well, just the power of the first. Imagine a young Balchuba, the Balchubas, uh, okay, think Balchubas. What power did it take the first time you took that kifa and put it on your head and walked out in public? Wow. Wow. You thought that thing was going to burn your head off. Huh? Huh? Right? Okay, uh, young ladies, Barbalas Chubas, what power did it take the first time you went out in public with your hair covered? Wow, 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 wow. What are people going to think? And the women, it's more difficult for them than the men. Because then the guy goes out and they think, oh, oh man, did somebody die? You know, they think maybe, maybe a relative died and you're, you're sitting Shiva and, and even anyone here at Yisrael. Even the secular people with the, during the and respect for the parents, the same college for the parents. Some seven days, some thirty days, they walk around with kippos on their head because they don't shave either. So people see the guy doesn't shave, he's got to keep on his head. They don't ask questions. Oh, you know, this guy must have lost a parent. Must be shown. That's come to work. Remember, this way, this except the narrative scroll. The people that might not even keep Shabbat. Oh, the parent dies. Have forbid. No oral period for kippos. It's the same college. He's saying Kaddish, you know, pretty good Jewish boy says he Kaddish for his parents. All right, so people right away, I don't know, oh, yeah. Mike, he goes to the he, he goes and watches Beitar, Beitar Yishalayim play soccer on Shabbat. That's for sure. Okay, hope they move it to a different day. All right, he thought, oh, yeah, but now, now he's got a beard to keep up. Why? Well, it's not easy. A woman, can't say it, she put on a, she put on a, a wig or a scarf, and she's covering her hair, and somebody can't see. She can't get that excuse. This is a power. This is a power, and this lights up entire worlds. When you do something good for the first time, you make a first effort at chupa. You make something new. You decide something for the first time. This is the power of Hanukkah light. This is the power of Hanukkah light. It's the power when you light the first light. You have the power of Kohen Gadol who's lighting the menorah in the Beit HaMikdash. He's reading, this is not my words. Words of the Shla, words of the Arizal. Can you imagine that? Wait, stop and think. Don't rush right in. Stop and think. The Gemara tells that our Chazal, they would take an hour before davening. Stop and take a couple of minutes, and when Rabbi Nachman says, the Hashem small, compose yourself before you light the candles, and stop and think. Think about who you are. And you can tell your family. I now have the power of Kona Gadol. This is the same thing. We close our eyes. We are in Beit HaMikdash. Lubavitch Rebbe said, the home of a Jew lighting Hanukkah candles is a miniature Beit HaMikdash. Stop and think. Lubavitch Rebbe doesn't say things for, for nothing. The people stop and think of the awesome thing you are about to do. You're about to light the first Hanukkah candle. You're bringing the light of 
Hashem, the light of Beit Amigdash, into your home. You know what it means, living the light of Beit Amigdash into your home? It means bringing the divine presence in your home. You're saying Hashem's name. That first night, you're saying three blessings. Two blessings over the candles and the Sheikh Don't say it fast, say it slowly. Say it slowly, say it tough. You are now a Kohen in the Beit Amikdash. That is the power of the first candle. Second, third, fourth, fifth. Okay, next thing. Don't have to cover the whole can. Make this, this is my first night. We're now prepared for this coming Sunday night, the first night. This is our Kavona. This is what we want to accomplish. This is what we want to accomplish now. Because as soon as you think it, when you think it, that's what happens. You do know the power. What's the power? What's the difference between mitzvah with intent? Kavona, what's intent? Thought. Thought. A parrot can say blessings. We could teach a Brazilian parrot how to say blessings over high candles. We could teach a monkey how to light a match and light a candle. Could do that. Alright? So suppose we'll take a duo and have a Brazilian parrot say the blessings and the monkey do the action. Right? So we've got a menagerie and a zoo of lighting kind of candles. We do not want to be like parrots saying a little blessing. We certainly don't want to be like monkeys. We want to be with kavana. It's all thought. So if kavana is thought, and you have the kavana, I am now tantamount, not my words, the words of, of our sages, I am tantamount to the Kohen lighting in the holy temple. My home is now a holy temple. My Hanukkah menorah is the menorah in the holy temple. This is the light, the light of Beit HaMikdash. And tell it to your family. Be odd. Give it over to your family. Family, dear family, you know what's going on now? Do you know what it means? If we're in the Beit HaMikdash, and if we've got the Divine Presence, sit in front of the Hanukkah candles, Maran, he doesn't spell this all out in the Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah doesn't spell it all out. They say, spit in front of candles for 30 minutes. Ask whatever you want. Hashem is right there. So what do we do in Chassid Minag, the rest of the Minag, after we light the candles and we say, Alanisim, we see seven times, seven times, Psalm 91. Why? Because that cleans out all the impurity. If there's any Amalek left around, this finishes him off. We say this every night. Yoshe Pesetelion in Krishma. That's to get rid of the negative force and we go to sleep. So we go to sleep with pure thoughts. And we give our soul to Shem. That's what we do. Okay. But now, what does all this have to do? This is a canvas. It should be enough. I don't want to do, don't belabor it more. But let's go further in Hanukkah. Let's go to war. 